0: Stay on The Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, uh, we all know of the just unbelievably tragic story coming out of Pol- uh, Port Colborne uh, when a family uh, lost four members uh, the other day uh, during a house fire not only is this a tragic story, 12 months of the year, but considering the time of year, uh, these are just not the sort of stories you, you, you want to be hearing about. And your heart just goes out to this family and uh, to the neighbors. And it looks like a pretty tight street that's uh, that's over there. And uh, just the horrific scene that they went through uh, when this all went down. Let's bring in Constable Philip Gavin, Niagara Regional Police Service. He is with us now. Hello, Gavin. How are you today? Or Sorry, Philip. How are you today?
1: I'm well, Scott. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you for taking the time to join us. We appreciate this. Philip, give us some sort of sense of what your community is going through right now.
1: Well, the town of Port Coburn, or excuse me, the city of Port Coburn is, is, is not the largest one. It's a close-knit group of people, and this happened right in the middle of the city, and so, you know, try to try to put a tragedy like this in words isn't, isn't something easily done, but, you know, it's impacted everybody, and from the friends and the family to just people who just live in the community, so... It's it's like you mentioned in your lead up. It, it's it's not easy any time of day, but certainly at this time of year when family is such an important thing, uh, this really uh, impacts a lot more people. Uh,
0: what can you tell us about the scene at this point? Uh, any sort of update?
1: Well, at this point, at this point, uh, point we we brought in some heavy equipment. Um, the the house uh, is sustained a substantial amount of structural issues uh, between the fire itself. And then with you know the water that the fire department uses to extinguish the fire and the weather, you know, we now have issues of uh, things freezing, which makes the debris brittle and 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 uh, you know can break apart easily. So which is which is good for but it's also bad because with the structural integrity being compromised, you know we you know we have the the roof is actually fallen in and this parts of the second floor have actually kind of caved into the lower floor so uh, at this point the main priority today is the recovery of the the bodies within and that part of the investigation with the Ontario Fire Marshal and our detectives um, is moving forward Uh, the heavy truck is our heavy equipment is slowly kind of taking the house apart piece by piece uh, so we can locate the bodies and Well, as important that is, is we're also trying to, you know, be cognizant that there is evidence so that we can try and collect that evidence to, you know, have some understanding of what the cause is and to prevent such tragedies in the future. It
0: must be terribly uh, traumatic for even the crews that have to uh, undergo such tasks.
1: Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. the The night the night when all this unfolded yesterday morning in the early morning hours, you know uh, police and fire you know, were on scene very quickly. I think fire was on scene within four minutes. and uh, I know um, very quickly they you know attempted resuscitative efforts, you know, police officers in the fire department on uh, on the ugly lady, and those weren't successful and you know trying to you know people are inside that those aren't easy things to you know for people to kind of wrap their brain around. and now you know we've got especially the police officers and the firefighters, they're part of the community and, you know, they know people and they're impacted by these types of situations. You know, fire officers or firefighters are back today and they're helping kind of take this house apart. So absolutely, it's it's a very, uh, a very uh, challenging thing for everybody involved.
0: Uh, what can you tell us about removal of the bodies? I understand one has been already, is that correct?
1: Uh, my understanding is, is we've, we've located one and uh, that process is ongoing. It's it's not an easy one because mm-hmm. we're, we're just, parts of the house have to come apart to access it. And, mm-hmm. and um, again, with, with being concerned about structural integrity, uh, the concern is, is that if if we take this wall down, do we also lose half the house comes down? So mm-hmm. it's a slow process. Uh, I had last heard that they expected, I think, to be able to have that body removed within the next hour. So um, that's where I'm at with that information.
0: And what about other houses on the street? Were they affected at all? <clears throat>
1: um, actually... The, it, the way to, the way to, the residence is, it's it's kind of you know, on one side of it is a parking lot, and on the other side is uh, uh, an agency called Port Cares. They're um, kind of an out of the cold type location, and so that's we have actually been able to use that as our kind of our temporary command post. And they've been absolutely um, awesome in terms of opening the doors and giving you know the first responders and the people who are working in place to kind of um, step out of the cold, have meetings, and, and just kind of do what they have to do.
0: Uh, anything as far as a cause at this point?
1: At this point, the cause is very, it, it would be too preliminary. Uh, you know, cause is often based on evidence, and, and that evidence is, is within the structure. And so as the, uh, you know, the Ontario Fire Marshal and, and our investigators cool through the building, those are cause, such things, and I don't want to dive into the fire marshal's business too much, but they're going to look at fire patterns and evidence and things like that. But at this point, it's it'd be too preliminary to speculate on cause.
0: Uh, you talked about, uh, obviously, uh, a tight-knit town, a small uh, city um, uh, with, obviously, smaller crews. Uh, do do uh, Does everybody have enough resources to do the job? Uh, this must be hard on their crews and, and being able to replenish them.
1: Yeah. I, 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 yeah, we, we bring it. We, in a situation like this, I you know, um, where we've made is whatever resources from the police perspective. Um, I know our senior management has basically said what, it, what you guys need, we'll, we'll kind of help you out with. And then I know from the fire department and the town, uh, resources have been forthcoming throughout. So, um, it, it boils down to that point, just, uh, just people on the ground getting, getting work done. And everyone's been really, um, forthcoming to kind of get it take their part and and do what they have to do to kind of bring closure and and try to uh, reduce the the impact as much as we can on the family and try and bring closure to them.
0: At this point, Philip, any sort of idea of a timeline of how long you'll be on site?
1: um, I I know just in listening to one of the uh, gentlemen from the Ontario Fire Marshal's office, they they're predicting um, they're going to be on scene at least for another two to three days. Um, that's just the on scene time. Their investigation will be long gone. Will extend certainly beyond that. Um, but uh, the, the moving through the building and sifting through the building is it's, it's a methodical process that you know that we want to locate the bodies, collect evidence, but it all has to be done safely. We don't want any more injuries or tragedy.
0: Uh, I guess no way of knowing at this point if there were smoke detectors in the house. I guess
1: that's all too early, is it? It's a little preliminary. Uh, I don't know if you've seen photos at this point, there, there literally is no longer a roof on the top of the house. Yeah. That's all collapsed in. And so as, as the uh, fire marshal and their teams work through the building and with our forensic people, they're going to be looking for those, uh, you know, those pieces of um, rubble, batteries and so on, the things like that. And They'll be able to kind of look at those a little more. So it, it's a little too preliminary at this point to be able to speculate on that.
0: Do we know uh, who sounded the alarm, who reported this, how it all uh, came down that way? Uh,
1: you know what? That's that's a good question. And, and I haven't I haven't looked into that. That's one I, I will look into. I, I, I don't know. I know when fire crews uh, arrived on scene, um, and again, they were four minutes, their fire halls, I think well, four minutes from here, mm-hmm. or if not less, uh, the house was fully involved at that point. So uh, I'm not sure where it came from, but it, things were happening very quickly when people got on scene.
0: Philip, no, do you know anything uh, as far as funds or ways people can help uh, this family in any way? Has anything been set up you can tell us about at this point?
1: Uh, I, I believe there's been mention of a GoFundMe page. I, I, I'm not 100 percent certain. I, I briefly looked at some of our social media feeds this morning, and I know I, I think if you look at the Niagara Region Police uh, Facebook page, there may have been a mention of it this morning on one of the, uh, somebody made him um, may have made him a post. Um, but I'm, sure, but I can't say for certain.
0: Uh, and uh, as far as uh, affecting the neighborhood, uh, th- this is obviously a, a close-knit community. Uh, do you know of anything locally that's going on, or if or people have uh, have tried to help the family, or where the family is at this point?
1: uh the family i think is, is you know they're getting support from other family members in the community as best as we can mm-hmm. i haven't heard of any fundraisers or donation things that have been planned um it's certainly a wonderful idea I, if someone was to take that on them you know, it's, it's a time of year where these people kind of now don't have anything. Um, so uh, I don't know of anything like that, but certainly a, a great idea.
0: I'm sure that, uh, of course, as we poke around, we can get something like that going. Uh, Constable Philip Gavin has been with us, Niagara Regional Police Service. I know, Constable, let me ask you one more question. I know that sure. the uh, the police chief uh, who we had initially tried to get a hold of, uh uh was quite upset about all of this. Uh from a fire perspective, uh do we know if uh this department is full, volunteered, full time.
1: Do can you tell us any information about that? I'm sorry, when you okay, fire chief you meant the fire chief. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, um, yes. Um well there there my understanding is there are combinations here. Uh There are some full-time members. I believe the fire chief is a full-time member. Uh, The large majority of the Port Colborne Fire Service, they actually have some full-time as well, I believe. But the large majority of them are uh, volunteer firefighters.
0: Constable Philip Gavin has been with us, Niagara Regional Police Service. Uh, Philip, thank you very, very much for the time at In Insight and uh, as well, our condolences go out and our uh, prayers and thoughts to everybody in your community and as soon as we can find out more about some sort of fundraising, we'll certainly do our best to uh, help you with that. Thank you very much. Good luck in your work.
1: Great. Thank you very much for your time. Want to hear more? Download the
0: podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.